Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Not Your Average Stereotype. Come in, have a seat, and leave your preconceived notions, ideas, and thoughts on the other side of the door. This podcast will make you think twice the next time you judge a book by its cover. I will be giving my raw, honest, unfiltered opinion on a lot of different subjects with an extra dose of Black Girl Magic. So, let's get real. Okay, you ready? All right, on this episode of Not Your Average Stereotype, I have the pleasure of having my friend here, um, which is really exciting for me because it's been like a year and a half and I haven't had um, any friends on here. So um, I'm going to let her tell you her name and three things about herself. Your name not included, so don't try to skip and give me just two things, okay? Okay. One, three. Okay, okay um, I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we'll get started. My name is Cassie or Cassandra Ragsdale. I am going to be the beautiful age of 50 this year. Um, it's very painful to say out loud because it hurts to hear that I'm that old. Um, but but again, I will be 50 this year. You look 30. Well, so. thank you so much for that. See, and that's why we're friends. That is... I need that kind of support in my life. That's what I'm here for. Um, I am married. Um, I've been married for 16 years to my wonderful husband, Zane. We have two kids. Um, we have Keegan, who is 11, and Callista, who will soon be 14. And Keegan has autism, and Callista has ADD. And so we have a handful of stuff going on at our house. Okay. Um, so that's kind of... And we're going to get into yeah. some of that. I love that. <laughs> I love that you were open with that, so we will yeah. kind of get into it. Um, so again, this podcast um, is about dating, um, and dating as it relates to... Um, coming out of traumatic experiences or um, having them, whether it was like you had a traumatic experience and then you didn't date until like, I don't know, 10, 15 years later or almost right after. So kind of addressing both of those and then um, life after that, like, is it possible to have a healthy relationship? Um, is it possible to um, just find love after those traumatic things? Yes, no, maybe so. Um, I mean, obviously, you told us you were married, so we know that there is hope. Uh, but maybe for people like me who have had the traumatic experiences, but um, sometimes I still question, like, I just don't know. I want to be married again. I want to find love. It seems very uh, non-tangible. <laughs> right. So talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we'll kind of start at the beginning. Um, tell me your introduction to love, and that is the relationship that you have with your dad. With my dad. Yeah, what is that like, and what was that like when you were growing up? Well, our family has always been kind of a relaxed family. My, um, we grew up in church. Okay. Uh, my, my parents, um, were very, very devoted to our church. My, my dad was the Sunday school coordinator. Okay. He coordinated events for the Sunday school superintendent, I think is what they yeah. called it back, yes. in, back in my yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and he was the Sunday school. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So he was the superintendent at school at Sunday school. Okay. And my mom played the organ. She was a Sunday school teacher. She was a youth leader. And later on, she became a full-time evangelist. Okay. So okay. that's kind of how our family life went. And my dad has, has always been a hard worker like he yeah. worked at a factory um he worked at chrysler for 33 years oh okay yeah okay, so nice. he retired from there 
mean, he retired fairly young. Yeah. But he worked from the time he was 17 until gotcha. he was like 58, I think. 56, uh-huh. 58, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there. He was old, in my opinion, at the time. <laughs> at the time? Thinking, how how does that look so when you're, you know, turning 50? It's looking like he, looking like he retired at a baby age. Um, I'm just saying, but no, he, my mom, my mom was a homemaker. Okay. So my dad worked long hours to make sure that my mom could stay home with us. Sure. Sure. And, um, but we always, he always made time for us. He, um, every summer, I don't know if you are aware of how factories work, but at factories, they, they had usually a summertime layoff. Oh, okay. Like they would have a standard layoff. Like yeah. For two weeks or three weeks, they would shut down the factory. Gotcha. And my dad would be on layoff. He would still draw unemployment for that gotcha. time. Gotcha. So he would still get paid, uh-huh. but it wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. So we would try to do things that were affordable. So we went camping a lot. Uh-huh. My dad loved okay. to go camping. We had this stupid little pop-up tent. Uh-huh. It was horrible. <laughs> I hated it. Um, but we used to go camping, and my dad would love to go to the swimming pool with us. Yeah. My mom doesn't know how to swim. Okay. But Neither do dad, I. But my dad... <laughs> My dad loved to take us to the pool and uh-huh. loved to s- swim with us. And, and he would do things. We, he had a garden. He always had a garden, and we would help him work in the garden. Yeah. Um, he did a lot of things to make sure we knew that we were taken care of. Yeah. And well, it sounds we like you guys are really close. Yeah. Um, and I had the pleasure of just kind of seeing their interaction, <laughs> which is, was super cute because I looked over and I was like, oh, my God, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way that you guys, like, went back and forth. Um, that's refreshing to see. So uh, my dad passed away when I was 13, and so I didn't really have that. Um, And so just seeing that kind of, the way he talked and the way that you looked at him, like, that was like, I don't know, it melted my heart a little bit. So I was like, okay, you could kind of see the love love there. Um, And so do you think that relationship with your dad played into any of your relationships? I think so. I think that... um... I think my relationship with my dad, plus watching the, his relationship with my mom, uh-huh. um, kind of gave me a, an expectation that was okay. kind of above the normal bar. Gotcha. You, you see what yeah. I'm saying? He yep. set the bar high. Yeah. Yeah. And um, which is still be, not unattainable. No. But no. but sometimes, but that bar yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because um, he was fully supportive of of my mom being at home with us. He was supportive of us. Um, he worked hard to to put me and my sister through Bible college. I yeah. Mean, just. He, anything you can think of that a yeah. man should be to his family as a provider spiritually physically monetarily right. he he did all of that for us and yeah that's why that's why now you see that relationship with us where we're like back Absolutely. and forth talking and i'm yeah. like okay daddy if that's what you want you, uh-huh. that. you know um just he, he's just that's just the way my dad yeah. is and so it just kind of made my expectations for how a, a husband should act right Right. I wanted it to reflect how my dad always treated us and yeah. how he treated my mom and the church and everything sure. that we did. I wanted I wanted that. Uh-huh. Do you think it's still possible to see that kind of relationship, to have those expectations and still get into a relationship that doesn't show any or all of those things? And yeah. how does how do you think that happens? Yeah, I think it's pretty easy actually because um we're stupid. <laughs> um <laughs> That is true. That I is have, true. I have. Been, I mean, that's Some really the simple answer. Someone bats in pretty eyes at you. It, it's really easy to lose all of your senses and uh-huh. just kind of go out the window. Yeah. Um, or, or we just get kind of get caught up in the idea of love uh-huh. and the, idea. the actual um, fulfillment of what life is going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of a different thing um, when you're young and stupid uh-huh. and 
you're looking for love. You're you're looking for movie love. Yeah. Oh you're my not, gosh. I didn't like, know that it was oh, not yeah. like that. I did not know that. Oh yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what the problem yeah. is. We, we, I spent a lot of my teenage years watching romantic comedies, uh -huh. and I'm like, oh, I can't wait till somebody falls in love with me. No, <laughs> love is what my dad did. Yes. Love is oh, what my absolutely. Dad did. My dad worked for his family. My dad uh -huh. wasn't always around right. because my dad was working. Yeah. But yeah. if we needed him. He was, he was there, there. Yeah. you know, yeah. and, and he did everything he could to make sure we were taken care of. Love is different when, when you're looking at it from a married standpoint. Yeah. When you're in a dating mode, it's a whole nother yeah. ball game. And sometimes dating mode, you have to be careful because you can date somebody and you know from the get-go, I'm just dating him because he's hot. Uh -huh. It has nothing to do with him being marriage material. Yep. And, yep. and honestly, that's kind of where, where that's very dangerous. you can trip into this... this um, chasm of craziness where yep. you just kind of fall into um silly love yeah where you just you're you've lost all your senses yep. and you're not really in love in love mm -hmm. you're in love lust. with the idea of love <laughs> yeah. and you may you may truly be in lust uh-huh uh-huh um, i did date some of those yeah, yeah. oh yeah. so I. i was talking uh, to my friend and we were talking about an experience that i had where i was in love with this person and um she was like just tell me how, because nothing that he did showed that he reciprocated that. Right. And um, I just named these basic things. And she was like, I, okay, number one, no. And two, that is the bare minimum. Right. And so you fell in love with this person who did general nice things for me like right. you know remember my coffee order or you know buy lunch or do this those things that I was like oh my gosh mm -hmm. it never happens and so for me that was a rarity right. which number one is sad in and of itself that I didn't I didn't really have those things uh but she was like that's not it like he showed yeah. no no sign to him loving you and then I like stopped and I was like so you mean to tell me if somebody brings you coffee like that doesn't mean like die hard they love you and I was like but he remembered and she was like no nope and I it was like it was yeah it was like Monday morning and I was like I I was stuck because I really didn't look at it like that I really was like I felt hard for this person and uh she was stunned and so I was like mad that she was stunned and then when she like she explained it and I we like listened to each other and I was like Right. Well, I never thought of it that way. Right. And then I told her, too, like, um, I always loved watching, like, the Sex and the City movies. And so there was a um, snippet in the beginning where somebody died and um, her husband died. And um, she had, like, no income and no home and no – she did she had nothing. Yeah. And so her friend said, like, you know, we warned her and, like, kind of talked to her because, number one, there were, like, tons of issues, whatever. And she says – she was a smart girl until she fell in love. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I agree with that. And don't. If you don't fall in love with the right person, right. it can easily be, like we just discussed, that blind, dumb kind of love-lust situation where you yeah. don't really take into account, like, I don't know if I am through sickness or health, like, really think about that. Yeah. If you, you know, get cancer, God forbid, or something right. where you have to be right. dependent on somebody, is your cute guy going to take care of you or is he just going to be cute? I mean, it coffee, could be both. Coffee's, coffee's great. <laughs> you know how I feel 
I know coffee. how you feel about coffee. Coffee is great. <laughs> See, which is why I thought you might say yes, Adriana. He loved you, but still, no. No. Not based on no, coffee. Not based well, on coffee. Now, you see, know, I know that that's sad. Now, if it was a fancy sad. coffee, I can see how you were confused. <laughs> it was Dunkin'. Um, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, because that's expensive coffee. <laughs> so, so yeah, so clearly, clearly there's some mixed signals going on. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, no. Bring me coffee, that's great, but a waiter can do that. Uh, oh, I'll wow. That was... That was deep a little bit. I, that kind of hit me. Wow. But that is true. It's yeah. those things, which is why I think, again, you can easily, like we talked about, fall fall into knowing the standard but still accepting something different. Right. But if you don't really have somebody there to set the standard or show you, right. um, when you get into those situations, like for me, I just found it's hard for me to get out of them. I just really don't right. know where it starts and ends. And so, you know, you can make me yeah. angry, but then you do one nice thing in a relationship. And I'm like, oh, he loves me again. And so oh, yeah. I didn't really have that standard um, because, again, those years where you're in um, high school, college, where you start having those relationships right. – um, I definitely have my brother to be an example. Um, either way, sometimes what to do, what not to do. Right. Um, but I, I just really didn't have that foundation, and so now I feel like I'm trying to go back and think about what does it mean to me to be treated properly and fairly, yeah. and what are those relationships like, right. and um, where have I seen those at. Um, what's the real goal? Yeah, because, um, I mean, I grew up, uh, watching, um, things like The Notebook or all of the Nicholas Sparks Mm -hmm. movies where it's so romantic and they whisk you away. And I, or one of my favorites is, uh, there's a movie called I Love Basketball and Brown Sugar and all of these Mm -hmm. movies where it's just love and it's beautiful. And, you know, maybe they break up and they realize they're meant to be and... It's a great story. It's a great story. But that's only two hours. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Forever. is a that's great, just a story. Hours. And so um, I have found myself just trying to, uh, I've finally gotten out of the habit, Lord willing, um, of getting out of those nasty, toxic relationships. But now I feel stuck. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, we've talked previously about other relationships, about a toxic uh, situation and how you kind of got the strength to leave that. Okay. Well, this is a hard one. To <laughs> it really is. Um, just because cause the, cause God has really brought me past Absolutely. And, and honestly, um, I could not have gotten through what I've been through yeah. had it not been for the Lord on my side. Absolutely. And that is one billion percent. I want that said first before I say anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, just because you are in the church and you meet someone mm-hmm. and they seem to fit the bill, um, air quotes needed, Mm -hmm. but if they Mm -hmm. fit the bill, um, and you see things in them that you feel are, are relationship worthy, that does not mean it's going to be the fairy tale that you're hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my life is an exact example of that. Um, I met a young man, my mom, like I said, my mom was an evangelist Mm -hmm. and I traveled with her to, um, to a city in Kentucky and, um, without going too far into exactly where, but in Kentucky. Um, and I traveled with her, and while we were there, we met a young man who was a worship leader in the church. Okay. First of all, 
you know, growing up in the church. You got a guy who sings and (laughs) and worship leads, and you're like, oh, Uh that's so cool. Well, then, you know, come to find out, we had some several several things in common, and and, um, just we decided we were going to be pen pals. Okay. Okay. Back in the day of snail mail before email and all that stuff. Again, I'm old, so um, if you if you doubt that, we 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 did correspond with mail, so stamps and the whole nine yards. Okay, back okay. in the day when long distance phone calls cost money, right? And you, know, you couldn't just be on the phone so, all day. So Twenty three cent stamp was a lot cheaper. Yeah. So so we we wrote letters, um, and again with his background with singing and and music and things, his love of music like I had, mm-hmm. um, a lot of his his letters were very poetic yeah. and very very soothing and the soul needs to yeah, hear that you absolutely. know um and and i'll be honest with you i i was fluffy uh-huh and and i'm being nice when i say fluffy <laughs> um i i was really i was really heavy yeah um, I, i've always i had always been heavy my yeah. whole life so so for anybody to even remotely be interested in me was all, already a huge huge win right, right. i'm like oh right. he likes me really yeah. he likes yeah. me well we did that for quite a while and then um we decided that we were going to make it official and become a couple, and we dated for a little while, and then we got engaged. Um, I traveled to his state again, uh-huh. and um, we got engaged and got married, and I don't know how else to, to wrap that up, but we it was just yeah. a typical courtship. Sure. You know, we just kind of, we conversed, and then we talked on the phone. Mm-hmm. I paid several huge phone bills yeah. to, 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 you know, <laughs> just to get to know somebody. Better. Right. Especially with the long distance thing, it was, it was a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, that probably should have been a red flag for me, and it just didn't <laughs> register, you yeah. know, because, again, worship leader in his church, uh-huh. grew up in church, knew knew everyone in the church, and they all yeah. vouched for what uh-huh. a great, awesome uh-huh. person he was. Um, we got married, and um, we had our typical introduction to marriage. We, we got married, and e- honestly, even on the day that I got married, I remember standing at the back of the church before I walked down, to the, uh, down the aisle, and I remember standing there and saying, God... If it is not your will for me to marry mm-hmm. him, you mm-hmm. tell me now, and I won't do it. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell him no. Yeah, I would rather not marry somebody mm-hmm. than to marry outside your will. And never once was there any warning sign. Yeah, no fire alarms going <laughs> off. No, no red alert. Red alert. No, A carrier nothing. pigeon with the words "no" yeah, on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the guy that I had dated for years before that, that I thought I would marry, mm-hmm. you know, we had broken up and. And I thought, well, if he, if anything, he could come now and stop me. <laughs> and then I would know that I'm not supposed For to For sure. And, and I'm like, then it would be like a movie. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. Back to the movie crowd yep, again. Yep. So, um, you know, I, it's one of those things where you just didn't expect anything yeah. to go wrong. Yeah. Well, about six weeks into the marriage, um, something happened. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, don't know what clicked. Um, he, uh, he stopped trying to be with me as a husband yeah yeah he started um being a little bit picky over everything I did Uh uh um and it got to the point where um I couldn't fold laundry right I I I couldn't cook right yeah um I, I did my hair with the curl in the wrong place or uh-huh. something. He was Sounds tired, like of, me classic, wearing, like narcissistic. tired of me tired of me wearing yeah. black skirts all the time, but mm-hmm. I didn't look good in color, so he didn't know what I should wear beside the paper bag, oh, that kind goodness. of stuff. Sure. Um, and then just from there, it kind of progressed to where he got meaner and meaner yeah. and meaner. Yeah. Um, I began to believe 
that I was not worthy of being treated. I just thought I was failing as yeah. a wife. I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I don't know how everybody else is doing this because I I suck. Right. This is right. awful. Yeah. And um, everything I did was wrong, and it just got worse and worse. Um, he gave me a nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, he started calling me his little woofy. Which okay. was an acronym. Everybody thought it was adorable, but I knew it was an acronym for waste of human flesh. And so when he would say in public, this is my little woofy, I knew oh exactly gosh. what he was saying. He was letting everyone terrible. know without saying it right sure. out loud that I was a waste of human flesh and he was sorry to be with me. Um, we would go to church and he'd put on a show. Um, mm-hmm. He would put his arm around me in church and then the whole way home I would be berated for how much he hated to touch me. And yeah. And how worthless I was and yeah. how I was a waste of human flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowed to touch certain cookbooks that he had that were his grandmother's. I wasn't allowed to go in certain rooms of the house. Um, oh he, he would wake me up in the middle of the night to get up in iron boxer shorts so that they would be pleated and the way he thought they ought to be. Wow. Um, different things like mm-hmm. that. Um and when it got so, I, I just kind of withdrew. And, yeah. and you've known well, me, yeah. you've known me you now. Not? You've known me yeah. now. And uh-huh. you, know, you know I'm not withdrawn even a little. Um, but <laughs> yeah. that's how my and mom. And to feel like you have to be like that. Right. And that's how my mom knew something was wrong. Uh-huh. Like, I, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. She had no idea. She said, but I knew something was wrong because you were not yourself. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I, I was afraid to be myself because everything I did was wrong. Right. You right. Know? And so I, I went through all of that Um to find out, um, we had gone to my brother's house. Mm-hmm. And again, back in the day, internet was expensive. We didn't have internet at the house. My yeah. brother had internet. And he had a small insurance business. Uh-huh. Well, when we were at my brother's house, he wanted to email his aunts and, and his grandparents while he was there because he had access to email. Yeah. So my brother's like, well, I'm on the computer for work right now. He said, but I have an office. You can go to my office. Uh-huh. And he ran an insurance office. Yeah. And my husband went to the insurance office. And he was there till. 11, 30, 12 o'clock, and when he got home, I'm like, are you, are you okay? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm fine. He said, he said, I just lost track of time. Yeah. Didn't think anything of it. Well, then my brother went in to clean out cookie files, because he was an insurance agent, and they, mm-hmm. they get a lot of cookie files. Yeah, yeah. So I went in to clean out cookie files, and he found hours and hours worth of um, gay porn. Oh, and, my God. And um, horrible searches that were, yeah. were looked up. Um, by my ex-husband. Yeah. And at the time, I had no idea. Uh Um, So he, he, um, my brother called me and told me that he needed to show me what was going on. And he called me into the office. Uh And he showed me all the websites that my husband had looked at. Yeah. And I I remember. What was that moment like? Well, it was, it was like a, it was a, it was the weirdest feeling because it was kind of a relief because I realized at that moment it wasn't you. It wasn't me. Not at all. It was yeah. it was me. I, I thought he was cheating on me. Yeah. Because you know sometimes when men have their eye on somebody else, they yeah. compare you to that other sure. person, and then you can't do anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I just assumed he's cheating on me. Okay. I had no idea he had a boyfriend. Yeah. Um, or that he was into younger dudes and paying male prostitutes and that all that. So I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. I just I was I was completely blindsided by it but I remember when he showed me I sat there for a minute and I remember crying mm-hmm. I went to the bathroom in his office I threw up yeah because the stuff he looked at was horrendous yeah and I'm like yeah. oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah and then I laid there crying and I after I threw up and I laid there crying and my mom said all you did was say thank you Jesus wow. thank you Jesus I said I said because that's how I felt I felt like 
I felt like I needed to know why he was treating me that way, uh-huh. and I knew. Yeah, yeah. And I knew, and yeah. I knew, I knew that I hadn't failed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it was all because I was a cover up for right. a double life, and and it was really hard for me. Yeah, you know, it was really hard for me. But in that moment, it was kind of a weird relief. Yeah, kind yeah. of thing where I just like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. I thought it was all me, but it's not all nope. me. There's something else going on. Right. There are underlying reasons. Um, and, and it was just one of those things where you're like, okay, how, what do I do with this? What mm-hmm. do I do with this? Mm-hmm. What do I do with this? And my brother's telling me all the things he wants to do to it. <laughs> well, my sure. Dad, yep. My dad's telling me all the things he wants to do. Uh-huh. And my mom, uh-huh. my mom is like, oh, Cassie, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what to tell you to do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. We have to confront him. Yes, we do. And I stood there for a minute. I said, let's go pick him up from work. And we went and picked him up. Yeah. And um, I sat him down. We talk, told him everything. My brother pulled him in that office and showed him all the websites he had showed mm-hmm. me. And he said, how can you explain it? Well, I clicked on something when I was talking. No, you didn't. Oh, Here's a search engine God. that shows you looked it up. <laughs> you know. Oh, my um, God. So, so, no, it wasn't an accident. Right. It was clearly an intentional thing. Yeah. So, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I told him... That I was willing to forgive him if he was willing to get counseling and and try to move oh past it. Gosh. I told him I said you know I said you would have to stop seeing whoever you're seeing. Yeah. And you would need to commit to our marriage. Yeah. But I am I am willing to forgive you because I said for better for richer for poorer for yeah. better for worse. I did not say for gay. <laughs> Didn't say that. Um, but <laughs> but that's what I ended up having to say. So, you know, like I said, it's one of those things. So we went back to the house that yeah. night, and it was the first time in almost two years, and he got in the same bed as me, mm-hmm. and I had a freaking panic attack and yeah. anxiety attack. I, could, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And he didn't want to take me to the hospital, mm-hmm. or he wanted to take me to the hospital. And I said, no, take me to my mom. Take me to my mom. Let her pray for me. I need, I need prayer. Yeah. I, need, I, need, I need the Lord right now. Yeah. I can't breathe. And I said, they're going to admit me to the hospital. I don't want to go to the hospital. Yeah. I don't want to go. And so I made him take it to my mom's, and he dropped me off at my mom's and left me there. And, um, you know, he, he went from that night saying, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do everything I can. We'll, we'll, we'll work this out. We'll work this out. I'm so sorry. We'll work this out. To the next day, I'm sure he had called somebody and mm-hmm. talked to somebody. I'm sure he had. I don't know yeah. for a fact yeah. that I wasn't there. Um, but I'm pretty sure he had called somebody, and, and by the next day, he had changed his tune. By the end of that the third day after all of that, after the confrontation of uh-huh. it, he, um, he, he decided that he never loved me and I wow. wasn't worth the effort. And he, he was right to begin with. I was a waste of human flesh and it wasn't really worth his effort to be with me. Yeah. And so he just wanted out of the marriage. I said, okay, if that's what you want, uh-huh. I'm gonna, I'll give you whatever you want. Yeah. And I said, I said, um, but you are not coming back to my house. Mm-hmm. I said, find a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And he, he had, his boyfriend came and picked him up. Yeah. He had a place to go. Not wow. a problem. Right. And I had to move out of the house that we were living in because um, I could no longer afford it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so I moved out. In, in the moving process, I packed his things for him. My mom uh-huh. came and helped me. Lifted a mattress up in the spare bedroom I was not allowed to go into. And yeah. every bill that you could imagine oh was gosh, there. Yeah. Um, $16,847 worth of phone sex charges to Gay Sex Line. Um, all in my name. Yeah. <gasps> all in my name. Everything was in my name. He had pulled several credit cards in my name and charged them up and never paid a dime on them. 
Oh my god! Um, he was an accountant, so I had him in charge of the money. And I was yeah, like, never. So didn't think anything about and, it. And again, he had convinced me I was stupid. Yeah, and worthless. So I just need to let him handle everything because uh-huh. I was too dumb to do anything. So again, when I found all that, it ended up being like thirty, thirty-six or seven thousand dollars worth of debt that I had. I didn't even know I had, um, and I had to file bankruptcy on that. Yeah, and that was part of the divorce stuff. You know, I had uh-huh. to go through all of that. Uh-huh. I had to file bankruptcy, and I filed divorce, and the judge wanted to know what, what I wanted back and or what I wanted from the divorce. I said, all I want is my name back. Yeah, yeah. And I took back my maiden name. Yeah. I said, if this was not the state where I could file an annulment, I would. Right, right. And it wasn't. I was in Florida, and it, uh-huh. it was a no-fault state. Um, so our, gotcha. our divorce said irreconcilable differences. And I've always told everyone, it, that's true. Yeah. That's true. He couldn't reconcile his, fa- his, his mind to be with a woman, and uh-huh. I couldn't grow a penis. So yeah. that's irreconcilable <laughs> That sounds like it to me. <laughs> it was irreconcilable. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's truthful in that way, but it left me very shattered. Mm, absolutely. Um, and it left me very defeated, and I, I was completely miserable. Uh-huh. I had gained an extreme amount of weight just from stress eating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of times I would make special meals for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, go out of my way to do something nice. And he would come home and say, well, I stopped at a fast food restaurant on the way home. Mm-hmm. Even though he knew I was cooking. Right, right. You know? And so I would eat both meals. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Girl, that's, I know you know. Every I, woman listen. knows. You, and especially if you're you're a stress eater. Oh, gosh. It's super easy to sit down and eat a couple steaks and a couple baked potatoes when you, when you are angry uh-huh. and hurt. Uh-huh. And especially when they already tell you how worthless you are. So what's right. Like, well, why bother? like, what's the harm? Might as well. Why well, bother? Yeah. So, yep. so, you know, I, I ballooned. I had always, like I said, always been fat, but mm-hmm. I ballooned up. And I was well over 400 pounds at that oh, point. And yeah. I was just miserable. Yeah. Just miserable. Yeah. And I, I, I um, suffered a lot of, of mental things with sure. that just kind of felt defeated and depressed and uh-huh. just mm-hmm. overwhelmed altogether. Yeah. And I moved into my mom and dad's house for about three months. Mm-hmm. And that was only because the apartment that I could get was a income adjusted apartment. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you understand. Yeah. yeah. Every woman understands when you're <laughs> just trying to get by. Yep. Um, Especially after something like that. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I remember moving back in with my mom when I was having uh, my second little one. Uh, because I just, there was no way. Like, yeah. I needed help, and also I couldn't afford to just, like, be out on my own. Right. So, right. Yeah. It's just sometimes. Yeah. You have to go back where you came from yep. to, to get where you need to go. Absolutely. And in That's that a case, message right there. That was, that was <laughs> truthfully what I had to do. Yeah. Sometimes you can't look back, and you can't yeah. go back over the bridge that you should have burned. Yeah. But then there are times when, you know, sometimes you have to go home, home. Yeah. Yeah. And in that case, it, that I needed that healing mm-hmm. time of just being home. And I so had a lot of people who you don't have to question. Right. I was on a waiting yeah. list for the apartment and uh-huh. it just ended up being about three months uh-huh. of me being home. Yeah. And um, once I got into an apartment and got settled in the apartment, I felt a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of, it, it took me a long time. Yeah. I was so angry at God. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I said, <laughs> in my dress, holding flowers, uh-huh. if you don't want me to marry him, I won't. And yeah. then he let me marry him anyway. Uh-huh. I'm like, God, why? Why? Yeah. I kept myself pure till marriage. Uh-huh. Most girls don't do that. <laughs> I did. I did. Like, I get points for that, guys. Come on, seriously. Come on. I'm preacher's kid. Uh-huh. I grew up in church. I was a good girl. I've been a good girl my whole life. Yeah. And this, really? I got to go get tested for AIDS because he was sleeping with dudes? Uh-huh. Really? Uh-huh. I got to go get... Syphilis? I got to check for syphilis? Are you kidding me? All of me? it, yeah. Lord Jesus. 
I apostolic girl grew up a virgin. And yeah. Slept with a dude for six weeks and had to go check just to make sure I didn't get nothing just from to his, be sure from his lifestyle yeah. choices. And I'm like, oh Lord Jesus, it was awful. It yeah. was awful. It was yeah. just kind of the mental stress of that. And and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be alone forever because I do not want to go through this nonsense again. Yeah. I'm, I I can't I can't do it. And then my mom prayed for me, and I told her I said I'm I'm done. Yeah. If I feel numb, I can't even talk to God. All I do is cry when I get down to pray. Yeah. I can't do anything but cry. Yeah. And everything ticked me off. I was just mad at everybody and everything right. and just hurt, you know, yeah. just angry. And my mom said, you know what? You know better than this. And you know God is able to get you through this. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, mom, whatever you say. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'll just do what you tell me because uh, whatever. Yeah. You know, at this point, what's the point? Mm-hmm. I'm just whatever, you know. And I had such a horrible attitude, but my mom was so kind and so loving. Yeah. And my dad was always there in the background, you know, cheering me on. Yeah. I was like, listen, I know this. If I could, if I had to run him over. Let me tell you what my dad did. Okay. In Florida, they give you the option of a, one party has to attend the divorce hearing. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to go. So I signed a waiver and he went. Oh, somebody can go in your place. My dad went to my divorce hearing. Oh my my dad went. My dad went because he wanted the judge to know how hurt I was and yeah. that I couldn't face my abuser. Yeah. And and again, it took me a while to, to even grasp uh-huh. the abuse aspect of it. Yep. Because in your mind, you always think of abuse as somebody punching you in the face. Yep. And if he'd have punched me, I'd have known what to do with that. It was the slowly whittling me down to yeah. know. Because you, by the time you realize that you're already there. Oh, yeah. And then it's like. I didn't even know I was here. And right. now how do I get out? And now how do you? And right. I remember like talking um, to, I don't I don't know if it was my therapist or my sister, um, and talking about my abusive relationship. Well, at the time, um, I was like, well, it's not abuse because he doesn't hit me in the face. For whatever reason, I just see in the movies and when somebody hits you in the face, like that's it. And so I was like, no, 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 I don't get hit in the face. So I'm good. That's, nope, it's yeah. fine. And then um, uh, my therapist was like, that, that is abuse no matter what. Incorrect. And I was like, well, no, but then he, it's not physical abuse um, well, like that aside. I was like, well, he just says all of these terrible things and then he, you know, emotionally. But no, no, no. They're like, that's not abuse because he didn't hit me in the face. So I'm good. Yeah. And so for the longest, I was like, nope, 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 nope. And then kind of like, like you said, like, I remember the first time I got to, um, I used to always have to like wear my hair in curls cause that's like generally what he liked. Mm-hmm. Like you said, even though it wasn't quite right, I was like, Oh, that's not the right curl. But just, I, he didn't want my hair straightened. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I straightened my hair and I bawled like a baby and I cried because it was my choice right. and I could do it. And that, that was okay with me. Right. And then I was like, oh, my God. And I remember crying and crying and crying. And I called my friend, and, I, and she was like, what, what's wrong? And I was like, I strained my hair, and it looks cute. And she was like, okay. And then she was like, oh, was it, it's the first time you've straightened your hair, right, since? And I said, yeah. And it, it was those little things that I really didn't know. How does that affect me? Or saying, it doesn't affect me. I'll just curl my hair. I'll just wear it curly. It's fine. Yeah. But then to wear it that way because I wanted to, I didn't know right. what to do with that. Mm-hmm. And so it was all of those little things that you think, um, 
how did I get here? Right. Or how right. did I? And it's that, amazing. that person was not my ex-husband. We I was married and that didn't work for a whole different reason. So my abuser was not my ex-husband. Um, but with my ex-husband, I remember uh, the day we got married and thinking, yeah, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. Uh, and we didn't, I didn't have a wedding, but like my godmom was there. My godfather married us. My mom was there. And I was like, oh, everybody's here. We right. drove this way. Like all of these little excuses, but still like, I don't want to be embarrassed. That's right. embarrassing. Right. And so for me right. at that moment, I was just like, Lord, all right, tell me I shouldn't do it. Just don't tell me I shouldn't right. do it. Tell me I shouldn't do right. it. Or what's wrong uh, with us? Mom, you know? are you okay? Like mom is like kind of looking for her to be like the bad person to say, mom, are we good? And she just, she never said too much or too little. It was just, right. I support you. Whatever you choose. Whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, man, okay, well, I'm going to do it. And she was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. And then now I look back in the moment um, we got married and we were going out to eat. And I remember the moment uh, I knew for sure that I made a mistake. And we were going to the car and uh, he was from a different state. And he said, um, do you think I could... Uh, it'd be all right if I go back home and hang out with my friends. And I said, like, like now, like, like today. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, we, we just got married. And he was like, I know after dinner, <laughs> I, was like, oh, my Lord, yeah. I remember like, Oh no. What did I oh, do? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. so I just, it was like literally that moment. Of course, you have, I had thoughts before, but it was then that I was like, I, I think I messed up. I don't, I don't think that this is what I wanted. But again, I, for me, I was like, it was too late. And then all of these things transpired. And um, I just, when I got out of it, and then going uh, back to um, an ex who was abusive, like, I just never really had a good foundation of this is a relationship. Right. And like you having those talks with God, like, I'm going to talk to you, but I'm, I don't have anything to say. Right. right. So right. I'll, I'll sit here. I'm not going to say anything. You don't have to say anything. You hurt my feelings. It, that's it. That's having right. a temper tantrum, but kind of like rightfully so. And no, right. you know, my feelings are valid. Right. That, that's my therapy talk because I've been through therapy now. Right. My feelings are valid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I deserve to feel yeah, this way. At the time, but. I kind of said it like I was a little nervous. Like, I, I'm mad at you, but kind of like, can I be God? Are you like, yeah. I didn't really know how to feel. Yeah. Um, and then somebody said, no, you can have those conversations with God. Right. He's big enough to, to take it. Can, yeah. anyway, so why and not? I'm like, I can say, Lord, I'm mad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so all of that, all of that happens. And um, you tell us now, is there happily fulfilling life? after that kind of traumatic situation i'm telling you i didn't think there would be yeah and and that goes back to again the moment that my mom started praying for me because mm -hmm. i told her i said I'm, I'm gonna die alone yeah i said that this is what i get told every night when i close my eyes yeah. to sleep yeah. that every morning i'm gonna wake up and there's gonna be no one there with me and and when i die no one will even care that i'm gone yeah 
that was what the devil tormented mm-hmm. me with mm-hmm. is that I would never, ever, ever find love and that I would yeah. never, ever, ever be happy, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. I was never going to have kids, right. all those things that I really wanted in life. I was, it was just not going to happen yeah. for me. And it was because I was not worthy of mm-hmm. that. And my mom prayed for me. She's like, she's like, I know you don't want to hear this right now. She said, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that God gave me these scriptures. And I can't remember the, the scriptures. They're in Isaiah. I yeah. know that. But it was about trees. Uh-huh. Trees. <laughs> and it was talking about trees. Um, this one tree grew in one place and another tree grew in a different kind of, of climate. Mm-hmm. But for some reason in this scripture, they were growing together. Yeah. I'm like, okay, trees. Yeah. She says, that's your word from the Lord, Cassie. She said, I'm telling you, that's your word from the Lord. Wow. I'm like, okay, well, that's trees, Mom. So, <laughs> so again, again, I'm getting, a lot. getting the shaft. And so I'm like, this is okay. All right, let oh, me just man. go take that to the bank. Right? <laughs> trees. God said trees. Trees. I'm about trees. Trees from different places growing together. I don't oh, quite get it. Oh, my gosh. But you fast forward mm-hmm. to... Um, Several years, um, I I moved back here in Indiana to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Two thousand four. Enter two thousand four. I started coming to church at our church, yeah. and we um, we had home friendship groups, and they had a divorce recovery group. Yeah. And I thought, well, let me just get with some like minded sisters mm-hmm. who who can be bitter with me. It'll be great. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It'll be great and better all the time. So much fun. So much fun. So, so I was super excited, yeah. and and I just wanted fellowship because mm-hmm. you know I was lonely, and Absolutely. I had moved here, and my whole family was still in Florida, mm-hmm. and I was here all by myself. I'm like, I, I can, I can, I can, I can do this. I'm a yeah. girl. I can do this. I had come far enough in my healing process. I had lost some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had. Um, I had lost some weight. I was down several sizes. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, I can do this. Got I can it. do this. I got this. Uh-huh. I got this. I'm going to finish losing weight. And then, you know, maybe if, if I feel like it, I might date somebody. We'll see. Uh-huh. Um, but I was in home friendship groups. And about that time, we did the divorce recovery group. And enter my current husband, Zane. Uh-huh. I'm like, dude, you're five. Why are you here? <laughs> you're not divorced. <laughs> His mother had been married six times, yeah. so he was a product of divorce, uh-huh, uh-huh. and he had had several stepdads, lots of step siblings, uh-huh. and and had had been through a different side of divorce, right. but still affected by divorce. Yeah, we became friends. He was uh-huh. dating a cute little girl, uh-huh. and and I say little because because <laughs> at the time he was eighteen yeah. and I was thirty two. Uh-huh. I was old and he yeah. was young, and I'm, I can't remember. I'm just like, oh, well, there's this little guy in our group. Uh-huh. Not a big deal. Yeah. And we just were friends, you know. And he was talking about this girl he was dating. And he told me, he said, he's like, I just, I'm kind of burned out with her. And he was talking to me and the other girls in the group, too. Yeah. The other women in the group, too. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm kind of burned out. He said, I'm, I'm ready to grow up. And she just wants to still be a kid. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I don't want that in my life. Yeah. I said, well, you're going to have to either move things along with her and tell her I'm ready to do this step. If you're not, then we're done. Right. Or just tell her I'm done. Yeah. Tell yeah. her you're done. And, um, never in a million years would I have thought that that would be anything to yeah. me. Yeah. I'm trying to help a young guy who's struggling with growing up. Right. Right. You know, I'm like, I, I've been there at least, at least I can help somebody. with something. <laughs> and, um, we just became good friends, yeah. you know, and we were just really good friends. And that was, I think he broke up with that girl in like June. After graduating high school, uh-huh. and um, 
that was like in June. And then in September, we had our group, our home friendship group, had planned a trip to Cedar Point. And we went to Cedar Point, and it wasn't a big deal. We all just went as a group. It was our our home friendship group. We all went together. The guys stayed in one room. The girls stayed in another. And we just, we, we had fun. But something changed that week. Yeah. We stood there for a picture, and he put his arm around me, and... Chills. I'm like, what the crud? No, just no, just no. And we came back home, and I'm like, that was stupid. You're just stupid. Uh-huh. You're stupid. He's five. He's five, dude. Just get over it. So I just left. I didn't think anything more of it. Uh-huh. And um, he had just literally just turned. I think he had just turned 19. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was on September 10th, and no, he's getting ready to turn 19. He was just 18. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I sound like a perv at this point. Anyway, no. anyway, I'm, I promise you, I am not a pedophile. Um, I never thought of him that way. And then we came Listen, back. Listen, that was the tree. I'm telling you. That was that's, the tree. And see, that's where I'm getting to. We um we went, we we went to that trip, and then uh-huh. we came home, and it wasn't a big deal. And I I called my friend Melody, and we were talking about the trip, and she's like. She's like, I hope you know that Zane's got a huge crush on you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're full of nonsense. That's ridiculous. Yeah. She said, you didn't feel that when he put his arm around you? I said, she said, his face turned 50 shades of red. <laughs> I said, I said, he's so young. There's, yeah. just, there's no way that's going to ever be a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, then our group, again, two weeks later, I think it was, two or three weeks later, I had planned a trip to Chicago. Okay. We are going to take a train mm-hmm. out of Chicago and spend the day and take the train back home. Mm-hmm. Only ones that showed up for the trip were me and Zane. So we ended up having our first date. Yeah. On that trip. And here's what happened. We spent the whole day together. Didn't talk about a date. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Just talking and having a good time. Just spending the day together in Chicago. Uh-huh. And um, on the way back on the train, I fell asleep. And I fell asleep. I just leaned, had leaned my head over. Yeah. And I... I woke up and realized, oh, crap, I'm on his shoulder. Oh, my God. I'm going to go to hell for sure. And all I did was fall asleep. It wasn't uh-huh. my fault. I didn't do this on purpose. And, and I, I woke up and I, I looked at him and I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And he reached out and took my hand. Yeah. And he said, it's okay. Mm. And then he pulled my head back over to his shoulder. And we spent the rest of, of the trip just yeah. kind of sitting there like that. Yeah. And from there, we, we developed a relationship. Yeah. And I never would have dreamed anything yeah. possible. But I remember after that after that day in Chicago, the next day was um, for church. It was raining uh-huh. when I got there. And Zane come running out to the car with yeah. an umbrella. <laughs> and put the umbrella up over my head. Uh-huh. And he said, I didn't want you to get wet coming in. Yeah. And he said, he said I was waiting for you to get here. Because he was there already for, for sound. Because uh-huh. he does the sound. And I thought, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And then, then I, I came up from work one day and he put flowers in the door and, and just a little note that said, said, hey, I saw these and the red ones made me think of your hair. And he said, so I got them for you. And that I thought that's so, so sweet. sweet. And, and, you know, I just kind of was very careful. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, Lord, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? This little boy is not ready to be in a grown relationship. But yeah. you know what? He was ready for yeah. for a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very long before before he said he loved me. Yeah. And um, we, we, um, we dated from September till 
February. Uh-huh. February, I think it went February. And then in March, we got engaged. Yeah. And he, honestly, I went to his house to go see him after he got off work, after I got off work, and he got off work. And we went there, and we were going to have dinner, and um, he had ordered pizza, mm-hmm. and we were sitting there eating pizza. No big deal. After we had finished eating, we had just been spending time together. I said, I'm going to have to go. I said, I have to leave. I got to get back home. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, no, don't go. I said, I said, I have to go. Mm-hmm. I have to go. I'm getting tired. He said, no, I, I mean, don't go ever. And he pulled out an engagement <gasps> He said, I don't want you to leave me ever. And oh, I'm like, my oh. gosh. I'm like, this is stuff from a movie. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Don't go ever. Don't go ever. Wow. And so, um, so I, I of course said yes, and I, I, I asked him if he was serious because he said, like, "Yeah, I've got a ring. Here's the ring. I'm serious." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Well, from that moment, stuff kind of just pushed us together. Yeah, really quickly. Like, um, that was in February or March. It was early March when we got engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was early March. A whole bunch of stuff happened. Yeah, my apartment got broken into. Yeah, and I and I had to move out because. I was terrified to uh-huh. live in the apartment that I got broken yeah. into. Um, the apartment complex did not do a good job trying to help me feel safe afterwards. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So I never went back to the apartment uh-huh. after it got broken into. I went back to get my stuff. Right. But we were already engaged. So Zane said, well, just move your stuff into my house mm-hmm. and not a big deal. And I lived with my friend Melody Yeah. until we were getting ready to get married. We had talked about getting married in October. I thought that's a nice little six-month-ish right. um time frame I thought yeah we can do this because it's my second wedding it's like, yeah that not be big nothing uh-huh. fancy well of course this was his first wedding and his mother wanted him to have a big wedding yeah. so here I am trying to plan a wedding <laughs> and didn't really have a big plan for anything you right. know because I'm like God, it's just, I, I've done this we've been mm-hmm. there we've done that yeah and I'm not I'm done yeah and I just want to be married to him just be done yeah and um when I moved out then Zane suggested that we bump up our engage our wedding date. Yeah. He said, let's just get married so that you don't have to keep living with Melody. He said, your job is over here on this side of town. Yeah. He said, it doesn't make any sense. So we got married in May. Okay. We got married. Okay. We got engaged in March and we got married in May. Yeah. So it was a quick And s- say again how long you guys have been married. We have been married for 16 years. That is amazing. Yeah. We've been married for 16 like, years. Like, you know, when it's a God thing, then it just works. And right. like, you know, I've known people who have known each other for a long time and get married and then it doesn't work. Yeah. And people who have these, you know, it just so happened where it clicked and it worked right. and they're still married and right. you know, so it doesn't right. it doesn't really matter those logistically, right. you know, what that looks like. Right. It's you know, knowing it's the person that God has for you. Right. And that's when it works and it right. fits. And yeah. you know, and the thing is is that that's when it when when we got engaged, I called my mom and I told her what happened. And she's like, Oh, that's exactly what I was praying. That's exactly what I was praying. Yeah. I said I said, Mom, I see the trees. Yeah. I see the trees. Oh. I said, This is what God meant. Yeah. I said, You don't normally see a 19 and a 33 year old yeah together yeah i said but for some reason we have grown as friendship yeah. we've grown we've grown in friendship and then we've grown together and it just it works yeah. it felt it just felt mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. it was the right thing for us to do um and you know zane's not your typical guy mm-hmm. i mean let's be honest what 19 year old owns their own home yeah he owned a home before we got married oh wow he purchased his first home at age 18 my goodness. Yeah, yeah. 
That's you amazing. Know, um, yeah. He had saved money and worked hard and and bought his when I when I married him, he took care of me from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. From the beginning. He had the home. He didn't have any furniture, so when I moved in, that was helpful. <laughs> See, look, look that, yeah. that's how it works. <laughs> Again, trees. Trees. So um so you know, it was Aww. one of those things where, you know, I hope my tree is growing somewhere. I'm telling you, it is. And see, that's the thing. That's the hard part. Because in the waiting, yeah, oh my gosh, while you're yeah. waiting, knowing that there is a God who is orchestrating mm-hmm. something for your life yeah. is so hard. But a lot of times when I was in that struggling time where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to be alone forever. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's ever going to love me. I, he, My ex was right. I'm worthless. Yeah. It's, it's pointless. I just... Yeah. I need to find my fulfillment in the Lord because I'm never going to get married. Right. Never going right. to have kids. Never. Yeah. Never. And in that waiting period, it's when the, I remember there was one day I was down praying and I asked God, I said, God, am I just always going to be alone? And if I am, can you please help me mm-hmm. to not, to not be so sad right? and to find some joy in living for you in yeah. spite of it, you know? Yeah. I, and I would tell him every day, thank you Lord for the, for the, for the, sunshine in the morning thank you thank you i love the sunshine in the morning it means that you've given me another chance another day and um the lord reminded me in that time out of nothing he spoke everything into existence with just a word right and he could take that nothingness that i felt and turn it into something and it was hard for me to imagine right but but you know when get when he gave me Zane, I was shocked and amazed, and I, I and even then I didn't know if I would ever have children. Right. And then when we had Callista, the first thing that came to my mind was thanking God for sunshine in the morning. Yeah. So what I tell my babies when I tuck them in at night is, I love you more than sunshine in the morning, because God gave me more than just the sunshine That's in the morning. Amazing. When he gave me my family. Yeah. So when you thought that that was, when I thought that 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 was, was my peak. joy. Yeah. That was where I had to go for my peace every day. Yeah. Was to just thank God because he gave me another day. Yeah. Now he's given me more than sunshine in the morning. So I love them more than sunshine in the morning. Yeah. So that's what I tell my kids. Right. When I tuck them in at night and when I, when I, when I get them up in the morning, you know, mommy loves you more than sunshine in the morning. Uh-huh. And you can ask either one of them, what does mommy love you more than? Sunshine in the morning. Yeah. And that, that's because every day when I was alone and just in that hard place of growing right. and trying to figure out what God was doing with that dark, horrible, yeah. barren space in my life, um, what was he doing? Can I tell you now what he was doing? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I still don't know. Yeah. I still don't know. I still, there are some days I'm like, look at my watch. Okay, God, you, you said he would pay for what he did. And it's <laughs> 7.14 and he's still living it. He's still living his life. Doing his own thing. Right. I heard nothing on the news yet. I'm waiting. And, and, you know, and then there are other days I, I don't, it doesn't cross my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't cross my mind. And same thing with Zane and our age difference. It, I mean, I'm 14 years older than him. Yeah. And really, we don't think about it every yeah. day. It's like one of those things where it's, we know it's there. Right, right. Usually when we talk about movies or music, because uh-huh. his taste <laughs> in music is definitely 14 years younger than mine. And and so, you know, but that's usually when, when we talk, or I'll talk, tell him about my favorite movie, Breakfast Club. Uh-huh. I loved The Breakfast Club. Yeah. He's like, that was made in 1986, and I was born that year. <laughs> Shut up. Okay? Shut up. It was a good movie, <laughs> even though you were born that year. Right, right. Um, so, you know, that's that's one of those things where sure. I just have to 
to sit back and I kind of laugh at things sometimes, you know, and, and Zane's birthday is one week after mine. Mine's the 7th of September and his is the 14th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I get to be 15 years older than him for a whole week. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of the big, that's kind of the big joke. Yeah. You know? And that's the really the only time we really think about our age mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. And, and it's funny when most people meet us, they don't realize there's that big of an age gap. I had no idea. No, like not even a clue, honestly. Yeah, I really most, people, didn't. most people don't. And I thank God every day for his gray hair because it helps. It helps tremendously. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Lord, salt and pepper him. Salt and pepper him. Pepper him up. That's right. Oh, my gosh. A dash of white right there. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, and just save, save mine. Right, right. Save mine, Lord. That is save hilarious. Mine. So far, I have not had to reach for the hair color bottle, but I'll uh, that is amazing. I'm just thankful. I'm just yeah. thankful. The Lord knows what he's doing. Yeah. And I think that if I'm going to tell anybody anything, I yeah. want them to know that no matter how dark your situation is, no matter what kind of trauma you've been through, because it is horrible. Yeah. And when you go through, here's here's the other thing. When, when you have something that you go through, sometimes you don't know why. And you right. may never know why. Oh, that's and you, hard for And you've got to grasp onto the, the being okay with not yeah. knowing why. And, and that's hard. That's hard. Oh, yeah. That's hard. But then God reminds you, doesn't matter what you've been through, I'm going to give you more than what you were thankful for See, to begin I'm with. trying to, I, I, I try to grasp that. Like, the Lord wants to give you an expected end, right. you know? And I say that, but then I'm like, Lord, like the scripture, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. It's that little part, uh, half of it is me and half of it, the devil trying to just like spew right. stuff um, for me to say, you know what? I do believe that or I am going to find love in the real kind, the true kind. Right. Like I, I hold on to that. And then other days it's like that's so unattainable that I can't even see right. it. And so I, I do just sort of like day to day. Thank you, Lord, for the things that are kind of small that I can like grasp. Right. To say thank you for for this day, right. you know, thank right. you, and I always say like, Lord, I feel like I have right now more like there's people who don't have their own place to stay and and the the things right. that I have that I consider luxury, like things. you know the, the sunshine, little things, yes, you know like when I get to take now my my wheelchair outside and I stroll down and I'm like wow, I get to see this. And, and my kids are like, we get to see nature. And I'm like, yeah, thank you, Lord, for this. Because, you know. It's a little bit. Th- yeah. And so sometimes it those things seem so big to me. And so uh, that was a really great way of putting it, thanking the Lord for what I thought was my peak. And then, you know, I can't see the other side of this right now. And so I hope to be on the other side of this one day saying, like, I remember this podcast where we talked. And now, look, you know, look right. at all of these right. things that I have. That gives me something to look forward right. to. Cause, and it comes unexpectedly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and generally from places you would never look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. So I'm going to try to trick myself. I wouldn't have searched for no love and no 19-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. I was 33 years old. I was looking for a man. Yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest. If I was going to date somebody, I wanted a man. Right. And because the first one had been younger by a couple years, I'm like, no younger Uh dudes. No. (laughs) No. No. Isn't it? The Lord has such a sense of humor. Oh, doesn't he? Doesn't he? He said, what what did you say? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You said two years younger. All right. Two young, yeah, let's, let, me, let me throw you 14 years younger, baby. That, yeah. yeah, his, yeah. I'm actually closer to his mom's age than I am his. Yeah. 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 She's so only crazy. six years older than me. Oh, my yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, she was 20 when she had him, so she uh-huh. was six years older than me. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But you guys have been married for 16 years. Right. And you have two beautiful children. And it is more than just the bare minimum. Like, you live right. a fulfilling life. And that is one of the things that um, I just, you know, I'm a part of some apostolic single groups. And whether the person listening to this is apostolic or not, we've all been uh, in that space where it is lonely and it's just us and, you know, the emptiness. And we get a part of... um, these groups, you know, kind of like the the group that you were in, although it was in, you know, in person, but just to find people that relate to us, like apostolic singles and all, you know, common ground, all of this. And I see it so much where not just me, where, you know, somebody will put up a post and say, do you guys think that this is it for us? Or do you think we're going to find somebody? And it could be yes, it could be no, but I, you know, I choose to believe that whatever that space that I will be in, that I will be fulfilled from that. And so I think it's just understanding that, but also knowing that, yeah, good things can come after the trauma, right. after those relationships right. where you've been hurt. And you might not be, you might not see it right now. You might like listen to this and it's laughable. Like, absolutely yeah. not. And that's okay because we've been in that space right. where it was truly right. laughable. Right. Um, and so I feel like you are kind of, that that poster child a little bit for us that have been through uh, those traumatic things and just who some of us who have sworn it off and like you know i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done not gonna happen but then you get to that space where you're like i don't know is this it right (laughs) could this be and then that just turns into again it comes back to a lot of times i had to remind myself about says in whatsoever state you're in be content yeah Okay, well, it's hard to be content when you're when your soul desires. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be a mom. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I wanted to be a mom. Yeah. I wanted the life my parents lived in. Absolutely, front of me. absolutely. You know, I wanted the husband who took care of me. Uh-huh. I wanted the relationship my mom and dad had. They've been yeah. married for fifty six years yeah. now. I'm like, I I want that. Right. I right. want that in my life. I want to be. I want to be the one that my kids can say, "No, my parents stayed together." Yeah. And yeah. and, and my husband comes yeah. from all those divorces. We've been married longer than all of his mom's marriages combined. Yeah, yeah. And in it's if if someone tells you you cannot be something because of your past, my oh, husband is proof. Yeah. You can you can Absolutely. be a good husband if you didn't have a father figure. Yeah. You can be a good dad if you didn't have a father figure. Yeah. You can have a good life in spite of what your former abuser used to tell you. Absolutely. No matter that what, right there. no matter what you come from, and no matter what you've been through, mm-hmm. a lot of times we we forget. Um, the song of Moses, they talk about it in the Bible, uh-huh. the song of Moses, the Miri- Miriam was leading the praise and worship yeah, yeah. and they talk about how that song is so different. Mm-hmm. Well, it's different because, because it's a different song when you go through. Absolutely. There's victory. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's, there's rejoicing when you, when you're delivered from uh-huh. something, you feel rejoiced, yeah. you're joyful, Yeah. but there is victory, true powerful strengthening victory mm-hmm. when you go through something yeah like you've gone through being you a slave come out on the you've other gone side. through the red sea yep you've seen the walls ready to crash that's why it you. sounds different and it <laughs> and that praise is whole different praise uh-huh. than, than oh well i was saved from the car accident that almost happened right that's still a victory that is still a victory that's still a blessing uh-huh. but i'll tell you what if you've gone through something yep. you went into the car crash mm-hmm. car crash You've been injured in that car crash. Yeah. You've gone through the physical therapy and you're walking through it. Yeah. And you're able to say, God healed me 
That's, that's a different a praise. Different praise, and people will listen to that, that praise absolutely. a whole lot louder than they will a praise of someone who's just been victoriously delivered. Right. Okay. Great. I'm thankful for you. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad God did that for you. What's He going to do for me? Yeah. I'll tell you what God did for me. He brought me through it. Yeah. And brought me more victory than I ever dreamed I would have. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was just thankful for the sunshine in right. the mornings, and He gave me more. Yeah. He gave me more. That's amazing. I remember uh, Bishop Osborne preaching a message one time, uh, the fragrance of brokenness and how it sounds so different. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that the message, um, the fragrance of brokenness, it's different. And he talked about how God, that kind of, that captures God's attention. Yeah. That fragrance, that's a different praise going on. Right. And so hearing that praise, it kind of captures that. And right. that's kind of like what you were talking about. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it sounds different. It feels different. Um, there's just, there's a yeah. different, there's a different feeling in it. I, I remember when, when I was going through all this, I, I write songs every now and yeah. then and I wrote a song called beauty in the ashes uh-huh. and the course of it is there's beauty in the ashes of the fiery trial of faith yeah. where God leads his children with his wisdom and his grace. Yeah. And, and That's honestly, beautiful. you don't know what it's like yeah. until you've been through that fire and you're refined by it. Mm-hmm. And and I may never understand why I went through what I went through because mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's been 20, more than 20 years sure. since we were divorced. Yeah. I, I still don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't know. I may never know. The problem is, is that God gives people choices mm-hmm. and he made a choice and I suffered the consequences right. of his choices. Right. That was not God's plan for my life. Right. That was, that right. was his failures that led us yeah. down the path that I ended up on. Yeah. But God took that brokenness and gave me makes provisions. Gave me something new, yeah. something I never would have dreamed. Yeah, ever. That is beautiful. This that was a great testimony. And so, my last question: um, Would you say you are not your average stereotype? Oh no, 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 yeah. absolutely not. Because you know, old ladies who marry young guys <laughs> don't have happy marriages. Yeah. Um, and and people who have been abused often repeat that cycle mm-hmm. of abuse in yeah. in new relationships and i don't yeah i don't live that way um i don't live like i've been an abused woman yeah, yeah. in our early relationship i remember telling i told him everything i went through mm-hmm. and he told me he said he said i will do my best to try to always remember to make sure you know mm-hmm. where you stand. Yeah. And he has always done that. Yeah. You know, the romance of early relationship, of yeah. course, that that was early uh-huh. relationship. Let me win her, make sure she knows that I yeah. really like her and all. Uh, um, romance now is, I just was gone for three weeks. And mm-hmm. I came home and my house, though it needed care from a woman, he kept my house. Yeah, yeah. He kept my children. Yeah. He supported my trip. Yeah. And he just like your to dad do that. just supported your mom. Just like my traveled. mom. When oh my she gosh. had ministry yeah. to do, he said, he understood. He said, you do what you need to do. I'm here mm-hmm. for you if you need me. I'll pay for your gas. I'll do everything I can. I'll go when I can. Yeah. You know, and Zane does the same thing for yeah. me. You know, I'm I'm disabled. Yeah. I stay home. Yeah. And he That's works. Just he good. works hard to make sure that we're taken care of. Yeah. And his love for me and the kids is never, ever in question. Never. Yeah. Never. And I 
didn't know that I would ever have that. Right. I never would have to worry about him hurting me. Yeah. I would, it, I've gone through, in the last year, I've gone through five surgeries. He took care of me through all of those surgeries. Yeah. You know, and he's he's been supportive through the weight loss stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, you just can't, you can't. Yeah. You can't create that. God gives you that. Yeah. You know. That's God joy. That. That's not happiness. Right. That's joy. Right. Because those, and, those are difference. different. There's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference. When you, when you wake up in the morning and you're just thankful, mm-hmm. you know. You know, and, and you can do that in a single state. Sure. You can. Sure. You can. And I think that that's kind of where I was in my life when all this suddenly happened. Mm-hmm. See, I had come to the come to grips with the fact that I was going to be single and I just needed to find a way to be happy Yeah. in spite of, of how I felt. Mm-hmm. And that's when God started dumping stuff in my lap. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, life, life is just what, what we allow God to make it. Right. You know. And people say life is what you make it, but it's not. It's, yeah. it's one billion percent in the hands of the Lord. Yeah. But it is up to us to let him mold it and make it Absolutely. what he wants it to be. And I just want to be good clay. Yeah. I just want to be good clay. Write that down, everybody. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks Aww. for bearing your soul to us and just being honest. Like Aww. I feel like sometimes um, being saved and being apostolic, we just... There's kind of this facade and and people don't think that you've been through the things that you've been through just because yeah. you look good and, yeah. you, you know, you worship and you're on the platform and uh, they they can't honestly have been through real things mm-hmm. and all of that. Right. And so just to be honest and share that with people, I am positive there are people listening to this right now saying, yep, I went through that or, oh my gosh. I can't believe she's been through what I've been through. And she was honest right. about it and talked about it. So I appreciate it. And um, if you guys uh, do not follow it, um, we are on Facebook, um, NYA Stereotype. That is not your average stereotype. Um, please um, come back for more. There will also um, be another segment. This was, um, it's kind of like a twofold. And so, um, the next segment, I will have a friend, um, who is single and she will give us her perspective, um, after trauma. So again, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Not Your Average Stereotype.